Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> oh, well, okay. okay. You didn't push the button. I didn't push the button because the button means the button does nothing for us at this point. But anyway, welcome back, everybody. Rooted in the Low Guys Podcast, episode number one ten. My name is Brad. I'm joined as always by my dear friend, co-conspirator, partner in crime, Austin Loop. Austin, how you doing? Well, hello, everybody. And we just started talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. We're, we're going to cut uh, all that out, right? We are. We are. Okay, cool. We're going to cut it all out. But <laughs> you had a little bit of a Pirates vibe in your greeting there just now. Mm. But we are uh, excited to be back with you on what's probably going to be a little shorter of an episode. We, we are recording... It's almost 10 o'clock at night, and we're recording this. It, it's, it was one of those weekends that got away from us, one of those long Labor Day weekends. So we hope you guys had a great holiday, a great Labor Day, took a day to relax. Um, I did not, but, I, nope. you know, uh, we had a day. It was a good day off. It was a good day. Enjoyed it, and uh, we are excited to be back here continuing our series through John. The, the tentative plan here is to have two more episodes on John in a row this week and next week and then we will start going through some of the reformed theology and whatever the other side is called besides arminian but the arminian theology so we're going to kind of go through yeah we're going to go our plan is to go through both of those uh in a few episodes so we're very excited about that getting austin's pastor on uh, and then hopefully another guest uh, will confirm um in the next day or so so we're excited to really start diving into something that is a very hot topic Yes. Uh, we're going to get started very quickly. Like I said, we want to kind of keep this one a little short and sweet, but also get into a couple of really great verses here in John oh, yeah. chapter one. Uh, GiveButter.com, G-I-V-E-B-U-T-T-E-R.com slash rooted. As of this recording, we have raised exactly zero dollars. So <laughs> my tentative plan is to continue to ask you for maybe three or four more episodes. And if we don't get any donations by then, I'll stop asking. Yeah. But uh, givebutter.com, B-U-T-T-E-R, slash rooted, uh, to help us go to Winter Jam. Help us uh, get on there. And if, honestly, if other if you do donate and we don't make the goal and we can't get to Winter Jam, we will use the money for the ministry. We'll talk through it, pray through it, and let you know, guys know what we do. So, again, we are completely above reproach, and we tell you exactly what we're doing. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's tell them why. Why do we want to go to Winter Jam in the first place? <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. So when we started this, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of a pipe dream to be able to make any money at this. Uh, didn't really expect much. And, and honestly, we haven't made money at this. We, we've, we've had a couple supporters here and there throughout the time, and, and we've been able to pay for a couple upgrades and some of our services that we use. Um, but really we're not making, we're not, not even, not really, we are not making any money off this. Like, no. so it, it's, which is fine. That wasn't really the goal, but one of the things, you know, if you have listened to us for a long time, I hope you hear our passion for teaching, our passion for ministry. And realistically, this is a ministry that I would love to see get bigger. And one way for us to do that is to grow the podcast numbers. Um, the only way to get advertisers, the only way to get sponsors, the only way to make any kind of income off of this in any way, shape, or form is to increase our listenership yep. and get our name out there. And don't get me wrong, we're really grateful for the people that do listen. And like I said, we passed 10,000 downloads a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. So we are so grateful for that, and we love that. And, and if that is as big as this gets, then I'm, I'm for it, and we're going to keep going. But why not at least make an effort? to get a little bigger and see if this is what God is, is kind of pushing us towards. Yeah. 
Um, so that's why we want to go to Winter Jam. What happens in that in that setting is we get a little, I think, unless they change it this year, but last year we get a little 30-second video on the screens without sound, but it plays before um, the, the, the show starts, and it plays during intermission uh, with our names on there, the, 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 our logo, and everything would be on the, on the big screens. Uh, and then we'd get a booth that we could sit there and attend. Uh, we, I think we could get four passes to get in uh so you, you know I'm, I'm assuming austin would bring emily and then i'd bring somebody and we would uh um kind of hang out and just talk to people uh pass out bracelets we can't sell anything so it's not a money-making endeavor yeah. we're not going to be able to do that i think i think we can ask for donations there i'm not 100 percent sure actually i don't even know if we can do that maybe we can't either way yeah we can give stuff away yeah. and so we'd give away some bracelets maybe uh you know find a couple of other cool things to give away to put our put our name on yeah and just again get our name out there um and and get people to listen yeah and and just see that's why we got at least that's you know one of the main reasons why i got this new recording system i hope you've noticed the quality has gone up over the last few weeks Uh, sound quality at least has gone up don't know about our content quality but no uh we're working on it <laughs> our sound quality has got the last few weeks like it sounds so much better uh with this system that we that we have now and that we're using it's really kind of high tech i'm looking at it it's all colorful and digital and you touch screen it's really cool um and so yeah that you know that was one of the reasons why we did this was to enhance the quality yeah the better the quality the more likely people stick around and, and are willing to support it's not easy to grow these things i mean i I, I, we neither one of us really know what we're doing when it comes to that. There are plenty of resources or resources out there, and and you know I'm I'm looking into them to to kind of see how we can continue to push this. But one of the, the one advice that we that I've gotten or that I see on Facebook from some of the groups that we're in is just produce quality, consistent content, and the yep. best way to get listeners is word of mouth and. Word of mouth includes you all sharing our show with people. I know I've been told stories of people who shared with their coworkers, their friends, a certain episode that you know they think would apply to them, whatever life situation they're in. I love that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our episodes are standalone, and and if they you feel like they would benefit somebody that you know going through something, send it to them. Yeah. Or haven't or they have a question like, okay, there's some cool insight here. Share that episode with them. Maybe they listen to more, maybe they don't, but at least they listen to that one and, and you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But word of mouth is big. And what bigger way to get word of mouth than to put a video out and stand in a, at a booth and talk to potentially ten to twelve thousand people in exactly. one night. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, obviously not everyone would stop, but at least they'd look at us. Oh yeah. We could try. <laughs> we could try. Yeah. So uh so that's why we want to do this. And if we only get money the the, the money that we've uh you know, the goal that we've set is for two. It's for Lexington and Louisville, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. If we can only get one, we'll go to Louisville. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it's not all or nothing. And that's kind of where we are. So that's yeah. kind of the spiel as to why we want to do it. So one more time, and then we'll get into John chapter one. Give butter, B-U-T-T-E-R dot com slash rooted. Give butter dot com slash rooted. One time donations would be amazing. We'd love you very much for doing so if you feel led and called amen amen also someone out there is buying starbucks every day (laughs) and you you can sacrifice a starbucks i'm kidding i'm totally kidding um but are you (laughs) i mean actually yes because i don't want to guilt people into this it's (laughs) 
Uh, John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 14. Verse 14. Get back into it. Austin, why don't you read it? I've been talking a little too much. Yeah, why don't you read through verse 18, and we'll jump back up to 14, and we'll see how far we get in the next little bit. Let's do it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the reading of God's word. It is fully applicable for all of life. So verse 14, you know, a, a lot of times you hear John three sixteen, you hear Romans 8, 28, Romans 8, whatever, Romans 5, was it Romans 5, 8? Romans 5, 8. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of these kind of common verses that people use when it comes to sharing the gospel and preaching the gospel. You see signs at all the sporting events. John three sixteen. Yep. I truly believe that John 1, verse 14 may be the most profound verse in Scripture. That is a huge statement to make because all Scripture is God-breathed. It is all valuable and useful. But I just want you to think about this verse for a second. And the Word, and we've established at the first episode of of John chapter 1 that the Word that he's talking about, capital W, is Jesus, is Christ. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So... A little bit of review. The Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Mm -hmm. John chapter 1, verse 1. So, God, Jesus, being eternal, being God, was one with God, was not created, had no reason to be created, (laughs) no reason to come to earth other than to save his people. He, God, became flesh. That is the most profound verse in Scripture. Yeah. The God of the universe, the one who spoke and light spewed from his mouth and spewed into existence, the very word of God creates everything that we see just by speaking. I want you to try that one day. Let there be a Mountain Dew in my hands. Nothing is going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Right? The word doesn't manifest to you like it does to God. But God says, let there be light, and the sun, or let there be, you know, well, that's fine. Let there be light, and the sun just, boom, there it is, right? Let the heavens go throughout the creation story. He speaks, yeah. and things appear. Yeah, That does not happen. So the God of the universe, the God who is eternal, unchanging, became flesh. Yep. Became a man. A man who... While spiritually perfect, sinless, perfect, blameless, spotless lamb, became physically imperfect. Yeah. Was susceptible to all the aches and pains and moans and groans that we experience as puny humans. Well, it's profound. It's profound. And, and it's crazy. So, going again, yeah, go back and reread Genesis. If you haven't read it in a while, such a great book. Uh or just read the whole Bible again. It's fine, whatever. Um, but it's interesting. What is the only 
creature, the only thing created that was created out of dust, was man. It was the man was the only thing created out of dust. All the animals God spoke into existence, even female, made out of man. Yes, but she was not formed from the dust. She was formed from the rib of Adam. She was fashioned, whereas Adam was created from dust. And then once the dust had been turned into this form, then God breathed into him. So here is this man who is created in, yes, the image of God, but created out of dirt. God himself now comes down and becomes the thing he created out of dirt. And then he lived with other dirt creatures. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And it's, and, uh, see, I told you, I told you, I warned you. When we're reading John, I get amped. Okay. All right. Just, this is awesome stuff. The, the infinite God became finite. I mean, Jesus, the man, died breathed his last breath, and died. Now, of course, we know the story didn't end there, and we'll get to that later in John, but it's just an amazing thing to think about. You look at the word dwelt, living in a tent or pitching a tabernacle, obviously referring back to the Old Testament where God would make his dwelling in the tabernacle, and... God then chooses to dwell among his people in a much more personal way. And so for the time that Jesus was on earth, his, his 33 plus years on earth, God physically dwelt with his people in the form of Jesus. Yeah. Physically dwelt here. When Jesus ascended on the day of Pentecost, God now dwells within his people. Here on earth, within us, God dwells. We are now the tabernacle of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Again, just a profound and amazing thing to think about. You have, if you are a believer, you've put your faith in Christ, you have believed in his name, his, you are bearing fruit. You are bearing fruit because the Holy Spirit lives inside you. Mm-hmm. That's why you're bearing fruit. Think about that for a second. <laughs> He's there, not physically in your heart. He would drown. Like he did. That's right. not how that works. But he is there. That's what talks about when we're being created in the image of God. It's that idea that we are eternal. We have that soul within us. We have that spirit within us. Well, again, it, it was the seal, right? Yeah. It was the down payment until we become full with him in heaven. Yeah. And um, so going to, to Hebrews chapter 2, uh, starting verse 17. Therefore... He had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So uh, Hebrews just kind of expounding a little bit on it as well. But... Whereas Hebrews says, therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest. Um, it, it's like, yes, there, there's no problem scripture here. Um, 
he had to be, but in another sense, well, no, he didn't because he's God. He, he, he could have just become the high priest and he could have said, I'm the high priest now. And we would have been <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Okay. But he chose to do this so that we could see it literally so that we can go back and read it so that the disciples could see it. Um, and we're able there, there should be no doubt in our mind. We're able to read this and, and think to ourselves, he went through it all. Not that I can do it too, but that our king went through this all. I don't know what else to say besides there, there should be no doubt in our mind. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. Uh, man. Um, we beheld his glory. Let, let me see what it says in our ESV version here. And we have seen his glory. Uh, it was veiled in human flesh, right? His deity, his, his just him being God <laughs> was yeah. veiled within flesh. We saw glimpses of it throughout. You see glimpses of it throughout the gospel. The, the, the disciples saw glimpses of it throughout his ministry. Yeah. His parents saw glimpses of it when they lost him in the temple, and he was there teaching the old men about the word of God. So he, he, his deity, his his perfection, his holiness, his godness. Yes. How Jinx. did how did we just do that? His godness that was not planned, by the way. Uh, was it's not even a word. Uh, <laughs> would flat would show in flashes. Yeah, and and. Yeah. Again, especially when he started his ministry, he starts doing miracles to, to, again, just to show his power, to show where his power comes from. It's just it's mind-blowing. Can yeah. you imagine yeah. being there and seeing that and seeing these things take place? I mean, we look at technology, and we look at it like, man, that's mind-blowing oh, that yeah. we can do yeah. this. It, it's mind-blowing that, that we can type into a Google machine, essentially, Hey, write me a term paper on quantum physics, and then in like forty-five seconds, you have a term paper on quantum physics. Like it's unbelievable. Imagine that times like fifty, because you have a man turning water into wine. Yeah. You have a man walking on water. You have a man, well, rising from the dead. Yeah. After being tortured for hours. And hung up on a cross, bled out. He's back. Yeah. Just well, imagine. One of the biggest ones for me <clears throat> is when he's in the garden, Garden of Gethsemane, before they come in, they take him away. And he's praying. And he's sweating blood. For me, that's one of the best, biggest instances that I can think of of where his deity his conversation with his father in heaven is just so fervent that his deity, like his, his flesh can't contain it and it's sweating blood. And, you know, people go through all left and right saying, Oh, well, you know, there's, there's a, uh, oh, medical thing that this happens at this time. And, you know, you know what people do, they go and try to explain things away. And it's like, well, no, no, it's he's God. Yeah. He is God in man's flesh, and it could not contain his deity speaking to his father in that way. 
and he was sweating blood. And for, for me, that I whenever I read that, I'm like, that's it. That's yeah. it. So, yeah, he came and he dwelt among us. He lived among us. And we have seen his glory. Now, okay, who is the we? This is John, not John the baptizer. Right. This is John the apostle. He is referring to himself and the apostles, but also not just himself, but everyone else who witnessed him. We have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And remember where, what events that John omits in his gospel mm. was he present for? The transfiguration. Transfiguration, yeah. He was there for that. He saw that glimpse of that glory oh, yeah. on the Mount of Transfiguration. Um, you know, I, I think this wasn't necessarily just spiritual. It was also a visual. Mm. It it they actually saw they it. actually saw it. Yeah. But then they then but I, I do think we don't need to gloss over the spiritual side of it. They knew in their hearts, mm. like it was revealed to them not just by what they saw, yeah, but by the spirit stirring inside them and and they're like man th- this guy's different and then finally this guy's the messiah this is who we've been waiting for well I, I would even say okay this is pre so this is before they had the holy spirit grant yeah so distinction here brad's not talking about they had the holy spirit then because that comes later in acts but the holy spirit is still pressing upon them right and as we get to john chapter six man things get really hot and heavy and and we'll explain it we'll explain that moment we'll explain that without getting too ahead of ourselves god the father literally the word is dragging dragging you to his son and then whoever god the father gives to his son the son does not lose any of them so the disciples were drug literally drug (laughs) to christ and they were th- all this was made known to them, and then the things that well, weren't made. Known. And, and think about too, they they saw the nature of God through Jesus. Yeah, His grace, His mercy, His love, His empathy, His wrath, mm. his, which we can't for, we cannot forget that His right. judgment. We can't forget those things. But but we he saw they saw the quote unquote good and bad. There's no bad, of course. You know what I mean. But words that have a bad connotation: the exactly. wrath, the judgment. Some of the 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 um, oh the hard hitting, you know, punches that Jesus would throw verbally at least, right? right. <laughs> and one time with a whip uh, <laughs> that we know of, maybe twice, but that's I a mean, different conversation. What did but, he, what did he call Peter? Yeah, he called behind, Peter Satan. Get behind me, Satan! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he he saw the wisdom, the truth. They saw the nature of God as well mm-hmm. through Jesus, undeniable nature. I mean, you you look at someone you know. You think of like the most patient person you know, or the most loving person you know, the most generous person you know, and yet you still will see flaws, and you will still know that they have flaws. I mean, you, you know, I don't have a really good example other than like, you know, you you are with your pastor a decent amount. If you're with your pastor long enough, you're going to see him mess up. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna say something in a curt way. He's gonna make it inappropriate like something's gonna happen where he's like oh wow you are sinful <laughs> right you you are a sinful man just like i am that didn't happen with the disciples in jesus they never saw that sin nature because there wasn't one yeah they saw the divine perfection just by being around him for the three plus years of his ministry yeah yeah and so the glory as 
of the only son from the father. So he is the only son. We, we've talked about this before, but he is from the father. How many times through scripture has Christ himself said, not my will, but from him who sent me. God the Father sent Christ to earth. Now, yes, Trinity, they are one counsel within themselves. Um, going back to Genesis, let us make man in our image. They're taking counsel together. They're one. But there is still a hierarchy, okay? God the Father is still head over the Son. As much as you can wrap your head around that. Anyway, so God the Father literally sent his son to earth to die. Yeah. That, that, that's it. I mean... I, Have you heard MacArthur's take on this? Yeah. I, I just switched over. Where he actually thinks this is a mistranslation. Really? So he thinks that the only begotten is a, is a tra- translation error from, from mm-hmm. Greek to English. And really, it, it's, it's more of the idea the only beloved one. It has the idea of singular uniqueness of being beloved like no other. By this word, John emphasized the exclusive character of the relationship between the Father and the Son in the Godhead. Right. It does not uh, indicate origin, but rather unique prominence. Right. Only one or unique one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, ESV doesn't say begotten. It just says glory as of the only Son. Right. As in, he is the only son of God. He is the only unique one from the Father that the Father has sent physically. And, and again, full of grace and truth. Again, it's that idea that he displayed in human form all of the characteristics of God. Yeah. Grace and truth being the umbrella that over that overshadows, or not overshadows, that covers all those attributes grace and true maybe not no actually no it just got bringing bringing me back to other thoughts okay because you had the quick squirrel trail here you can't you can't see austin obviously (laughs) but yeah he he had this look of like you just said something wrong and i'm like what did i say i feel like that sounds good no 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 that's good no this (laughs) this brings up the question of okay we've talked about it before squirrel trail it's fine we can do that it's our podcast um christ being fully God and fully man. Okay. Truly God, truly man. We know of God through scripture. He is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. What's the other ones? Or is that it? No, there's more. I hear, I can't. Omniscient, omnipotent, um, or omnipotent, uh, omnipresent. Omniscient. We already said that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. It, it's late. It's whatever. The, the communicable and incommunicable attributes of God. Right, yeah. So, so. Incommunicable being ones that only he possesses, communicable being ones that he shares with us and that we can possess as well. Right. Or have glimpse or, you know, kind of right. possess. Right. Um, not in a perfection way, but we can possess some of those things as well, and non-believers can possess some of those as well because there are non-believers that can be merciful. There are non-believers right. that can be forgiving. Right. That sort of thing. So it gets into the aspect of, okay, Christ being man on earth, we know as far as we can tell, he was not omnipresent, correct? He was not everywhere at once because he was at one specific place at once. 
Granted, he was still part of the Trinity, therefore God the Father and God the Holy Spirit were still in it. Okay. Anyway, Jesus. Jesus was not omnipresent, right? But was he still omniscient? Was he still... Oh, my goodness. What's the other one? Omnipotent. Omnipotent. Omniscient. Omniscient. Omnipresent. Omnipresent. Um... I mean, why? Why are we? Why do we do this to ourselves? Because all we have to do is type it into that Google machine, and do we'll it. find it. Just do it. Just do it. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> so he was at least three of the four, right? And uh, because this is actually this is a, a debate with different people. Um, omnipresence. Oh, omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence, immutability, self-existence, and eternal. Okay. Are the kind of Basic five Basics. incommunicable attributes of God. So he was all four minus one, or all five minus one, right? So he wasn't omnipresent. Not, yeah, correct. As, as, Christ. as Christ. As, as Jesus. Jesus yeah. on earth, correct. Right. Um, so it, it's that thought of, okay, so like when Jesus was a baby, did he already know everything? It's like, well, we do know through scripture that he learned he grew in stature and he grew in wisdom among the men there. But yet he was also teaching scripture to older men in the synagogue at age 12. And then when his, like, like Brad said earlier, when his parents showed up, they're like, where, where have you been? He's like, well, didn't you know I would be here about my father's business? So it's like at 12, he already knew this. Not, not, I don't believe not just because Mary or, or Joseph told him. It's like, well, no, he, he knew. Not as in knowing, but in the no sense. If, if, you, if you get get my drift. No, okay, fine. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I, <laughs> total but, rabbit trail. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's good. But it's, I, I think it's important to, to struggle with these things because. Well, talking about how he, Jesus was full of grace and truth. And I was talking about how grace and truth are kind of that umbrella that yes. encompasses Thank all you. of the attributes of God. Right. And that's, again, the disciples and us as, as people reading Scripture and, and those of us studying Scripture, those of us who, are, who have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, we see these things as well. Yeah. We have the ability to see the character of uh, God. Okay. That's why I went there. Okay, yeah. I, I just think it's, you know, I want you guys to struggle like I am struggling, <laughs> trying to grasp. I, I'm, I'm a little interested because I got, uh, just, honestly, just full disclosure, a smidge distracted by a text message there. Uh, wow. It, it was an important text message, so I got a smidge distracted by it just for a second. And so I'm really interested to go back and listen to this when I edit to rehear what you said, because I'm pretty sure it made sense, but then I'm like, maybe it didn't and I'm just losing it. I don't know. <laughs> So we're going to find out, and it's going to be in there, because I'm not going to do a lot of editing for this one. So <laughs> I did mark the, the, the space where we cut out for about 40 seconds. Okay, it's cool. I'll mark that, so it'll be gone, so you won't hear that. <laughs> no, if it doesn't make sense, I'll get rid of it. It's fine. No, it's fine. Mark it again. All right. <laughs> anyway, grace and truth. Grace and truth. So, I mean, I think that covers verse 14 pretty well. Uh, we we kind of broke down each section there. I mean, again, it it is, I truly believe, out of all of Scripture, one of the most profound pieces of, of Scripture that, that we have, just for the simple fact that he became man. God became man. God became man. 
something that I don't think really any other religion truly claims. I mean, I think because, you know, Muhammad was a prophet, right? Buddha was just Zen, whatever, higher consciousness thing. They, they don't necessarily think they, he, that he was a god. He attained. He attained something, right? Uh, you know, the Hindus have a bunch of different gods, yep. little g, that don't, I don't think, they're not humans. They're, they don't come to Earth. You know, the Rome, the Greek gods, they they weren't human. Yeah. So, I mean, th- this is the one, uh, one of the many things that makes Christianity stand out from the rest of the world's religions in that God became flesh. Yeah. And then died. Yeah. I mean, like, not only became flesh, was killed, murdered, crucified. Yeah. Well, and that is a hook. That's a hook for a lot of other religions when you're speaking in that way, because they're like, wait, so you're telling me your God became a man not just like put on man flesh but like he actually was physically a man and he died and you're like yeah why because he loved us and he and you can go into you know there had to be a sacrifice so on and so forth but yeah it's mind-boggling for them because they're like my god wouldn't do that it's like well because your god's not real uh, whatever Sorry. I'm, well, it, <laughs> I know it does. It, it 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 because it doesn't make sense to us. Why would God become man? Yeah. I mean, I, I think most even non-believers would probably agree with the statement of like we are messed up creatures. I mean, I think there's of course arrogance. What I think they're the best thing on earth, whatever. But people who think that they're the best thing, this yeah. side of sliced bread or whatever. But like, well, they're probably Mormon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm <great>. sorry. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh but yeah, I mean the 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 world's a messed up place. Christians and non-Christians alike believe that. I mean, just look yeah. at any mass shooting that takes place, any you know, any crisis that is that is because of our evilness as humans, they would say yeah, the world's a messed up place. Yeah. Why would God then come to a messed up place? Why would he I, I know like you know you're, you're Asian religions are very big on on saving face and and being proper, not proper, but like not degrading, you know, yourself or, or whatever. That like God would never degrade Himself to to become right. a become a human. Right. And that's that mentality. And then there's the mentality of like we don't deserve, like, and we don't deserve it. But there's probably people who think there's no way He would do that because we're we're terrible. <laughs> like right. we're we're so bad. <laughs> well, and that was actually one of the earliest heresies. I for, forgot what it's called, but they taught that God didn't actually become a physical man. He came and he put on a like a human flesh. Or I think more commonly it was Jesus was just a man. And then but when he was baptized, then the God presence came upon him and stayed on him until his death and then left him. And then just his physical death manness died. So therefore, they were teaching that, well, God didn't actually die. Right. right. And I, Paul, uh, John himself in 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, they were writing against these heresies saying, no, literally John here, <laughs> he is the word. Yeah. John is saying, no, he actually became a man, fully man, fully God. Fully man, fully God. Just, yeah. just Hebrews, uh, and uh, again, just an unbelievably profound thing. Yeah, that, that is 
the crux of our faith. I mean, without this verse and, and the events that followed it, you know, your, your, your story of his birth in Luke 2 and the other Gospels, but the most you know, famous, quote-unquote, or common one is Luke 2. It's what, was, yeah. what Charlie Brown quoted, or Linus read in Charlie Brown's Christmas yeah. um, before they took it out. <laughs> but yeah. We have the original, we still have it. <laughs> the, without that event right there, none of this means anything. Well, if The, the Bible's null and void. That's it, yeah. If this isn't true, then the rest of the Bible, it's... We don't need to listen to it. Yeah. Well, it, it may, it, at that point, at best, the Bible is just a book of, oh, it's a, there's some good things to live your life by in here. Yep. Right. There's some good wisdom in here. Maybe yeah. some good morals in Jesus here. Jesus was a good teacher. Yeah. And, and and so without this verse specifically in John, I mean, of course, this is argued throughout the rest of the New Testament. But without this particular verse, yeah, the Bible is just a book of like, ah, oh, there might be some good guidelines in there. Yeah. Back yeah. to the Pirates of the Caribbean reference. Uh, really, these rules are just more like guidelines. guidelines the actual <laughs> rules. <laughs> Barbosa. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. It it's. It is the crux of the faith, and John the baptizer, John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. Mm. John was John the Baptist, John the baptizer was born first, but Jesus was before him. Yes. Came before him because he was before me. Or, sorry, ranks before me because he was before me. Yes. So he was, again, pointing back to Jesus's eternality, his yep. infinity, not infancy, <laughs> infinity. God, yep. Jesus is infinite. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Grace upon grace. Mm. I mean, again, it's just the abundance of grace that we receive. The abundance of grace that we receive to not be struck down every time we do something stupid. Yeah. Which, by the way, very frequent. Every time I wake up. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. 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 It, it, we are sinful, sinful creatures that consistently let God down mm. and go against what he says. Yeah. Verse 17 for me, it's... Uh... For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It, looking through through the uh, the Greek here, there's no indication of like a but. Like, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth were given through Jesus Christ. Um, I'm reading this as, okay, as a whole, scripture as a whole, the law was given through Moses. God gave the law to Moses to give to his people. Okay, well, who is God? Well, Jesus is. Well, who is the spoken word of God? Well, Jesus is. So, Jesus, through God, was given to Moses to write down, to give to his people, if that makes sense. And grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. As we say all the time, the entirety of this book, from Genesis to Revelation, the whole word of God, it is about Christ. From the law given to Moses, 
that was literally supposed to point to Christ, to point to that moment where Christ became flesh, he became man, and he died for us, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It, it's a whole. It has to go together. It has to go together. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. So we get into, and I don't know if we need to get into this tonight. Maybe maybe this is where we stop at verse 16. Because verse 17, because I, I kind of want to get into this a little bit. This The law was given through Moses. And, and fo- talking about the law a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I guess my my initial simple thought here, and maybe we expound on it later, is the law was given through Moses to show us that we can't ever live up to the law, (laughs) right? To show us our need for a Savior. That's the whole point of the Mosaic Law. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came and fulfilled the law and, and said, all right, I have been able to follow this perfectly. I'm following God's law. To the T. Every jot, every tittle I follow. He is he then introduces grace into the picture. Because back in the Old Testament, grace took on a different form, right? It took on the form of sacrifices. It took on the form of, of a the day of atonement and a lot of those different things. We can go down so many rabbit trails based on that little snippet of verse 17 for the law was given through Moses. Yeah. And grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Do you want to get into that next time or you wanna you think I, we said Let's get into it next. Get in, yeah, get into it next yeah, time. We, yeah, we talk about it a little bit, but no, this this is a big one because Brad and I are on the same page, but we start to diverge here a little, or not diverge. Diverge means no diverge. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Know, we it's, it's split you. a smidge. That's late. <sighs> it is uh, late. diverge. <laughs> yeah, we start to diverge here because I I hold to things that that Brad doesn't. One one we disagree with tattoos. So one of my big arguments comes from Old Testament. Um, go back and listen to the episode if you haven't, by the way. That's a good one. But we are both fully convinced that Scripture is the whole and that the point of the Old Testament, the point of the law was to point to Christ. And grace and truth have always been there, but, and this this is where it starts to get interesting, because God never changed. He, he, he has never changed. Um, but... As we get into later scripture, Christ did not abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. Therefore, fulfillment does not mean abolishment. Therefore, it's still here. The law is still present, and the law is still good. As you read through the Psalms, David says, Your law is perfect. I delight in your law. So, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more next week. Sound good? Absolutely. Uh, one one thing I do want to say, um, just a little bit of an anecdote here. So we'll we'll pick back up on the next episode. We'll pick back up there in verse seventeen. And so I'm going to switch gears really quickly because this was funny. It's driving home Monday night, Labor Day. We had a fantasy football draft. A lot of people from our church, for, or from my church, are we do a fantasy football league, and. <laughs> I was with a friend of mine, Grant, and his brother, Lucas. We were in the car together, driving back from uh, from our friend's house, coming back home. We we're on some back roads. We see in the sky something I had never seen before. Jesus. 
I mean, that'd, that'd have been cool. But I feel like if we're still here doing this, something something happened that wasn't supposed to. <laughs> uh, something went wrong. But no, um, we saw about thirteen or fourteen li- uh, lights that looked like stars in a perfectly straight line up in the sky. Yeah. Perfectly straight line moving. Freaked all of us out. <laughs> Grant calls Isaac, who house we just left. You've heard Isaac on the show before. Yeah. Grant calls Isaac, who we said, go outside and look in the sky and see if you see this. See if you see what we're seeing. Like, we stop in the middle of the road to try to get a picture that came out really blurry. Freaked us out. So I dropped Grant off. I said, all right, I'll, I'm going to be home. Grant lives about five minutes from me. I said, all right, as soon as I get home, I'm going to start Googling this, trying to figure out, go down the rabbit hole, what's happening. Are they invading? Is it time? <laughs> Let's get going. Are the aliens finally here? You know, that's a different. I never got a call. Wow. Well, wow. If we if we had determined it was aliens, you were getting a call. All right. We were. Uh-huh. Tra- we ha- I wanted to before uh-huh. I freaked you out at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Whatever late it was. <laughs> Want to make sure we knew that we were dealing with some extraterrestrial nonsense here. Okay. <laughs> Turns out. Grant texted me about three minutes after I dropped him off, and so I read it when I got home. UPS planes? No. Elon Musk's Starlink satellite system that gives um, uh, internet access to rural parts of the country and ultimately the world. Yeah. It's apparently a string of satellites that you can actually see move, almost like airplanes or aircraft. But it's a string of like thirteen or fourteen lights all in a line straight. And Google it because I we when I got home he said I googled it, it's Elon Musk. I googled it when I got home and I was like, yep, that's exactly what we saw. Very anticlimactic. But for about seven to ten minutes, there was a little bit of panic in our world of like what is happening right now. Unless you believe Elon Musk is an alien, it's fine. Well, he might be a lizard person, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> a reptilian? Is that what they're called? <laughs> so. Anywho, I think we'll wrap it up for the night. Kind of a shorter episode, as we promised. It is almost 1030 uh, as the time of this recording. We are both tired. I worked a double. Austin worked outside all day. So it's time to go to bed. So we're going to do that. Not together. He's going to go home. In the meantime, stay stay rooted. rooted. (laughs) Oh, man.